Hello and welcome to Sounds Heal Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Brown, and thank you so much for joining me as we continue to explore the fields of sound healing, sound therapy, and generally the use of sound for health and wellness. This is also our 50th episode and four year anniversary of Sounds Heal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for following along with these conversations and perspectives uh, all about this field of sound work. And Feedspot, which is the most comprehensive list of podcasts, has selected this podcast as number one out of the top 15 sound healing podcasts and number two out of the top 20 music therapy podcasts in the world for 2022. So truly, thank you so much for your support, for listening and exploring these different perspectives in the field. This podcast series, again, now four years old, I believe has become an important archive of these conversations. And so please do share, like, subscribe, review, all the things so these conversations can continue to reach those needing and interested in this. I'm looking forward to the podcast episodes in 2023. And our first guest of this year is Gerilyn Glass, who is an internationally known singer, professor, sound healing practitioner, and crystal singing bowl master alchemist. We discuss her background as a Broadway and opera singer to using sound for her own healing and growth after the loss of her only child. Gerilyn is passionate about music as a tool for healing and self-discovery. And we explore her own transformation and all she is offering to others. We are blessed also to experience a sound meditation with Gerilyn's alchemy crystal bowls at the end of this podcast. Sounds Heal Podcast is sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa located in Sarasota, Florida. The Ohm Shop offers a vast array of sound healing and vibrational medicine tools for serious professionals and for those ready to make sound and vibration part of their ongoing lifestyle. If you're ready to uplevel your sound healing practice, the Ohm Shop is a great place to get guidance and direction. Check out theomshop.com or give them a call or, of course, visit them in Sarasota, Florida to check out all the amazing things going on in their luxury spa as well as in-person trainings. Thank you so much again to The Om Shop for their sponsorship and the support of this podcast. And please enjoy this episode with Gerilyn Glass. Well, thank you so much, Gerilyn, for, for being here, for your time, for saying yes to uh, being with us and, and speaking with uh, the podcast audience. Thank you so much. My great joy. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk quite a bit about what you're doing now, but it's really interesting everything that's led you to the gifts that are in your life now. And much of it has to do with your musical background, of course, um, and everything that led you to this path. Now, um, I wondered if you would mention, of course, we could go on 
about your background as a celebrated singer, but maybe just initially some highlights of how you got into music. What was that like for you as a youngster and the knowing that music was your uh, hobby, passion, and career? I guess two things really stand out. Um, the first was being a little girl, I think four, and twirling around outside on our porch and just feeling the, the joy of movement and singing. And I remember hearing a voice inside myself that said, this is what you're going to do, move and sing. <laughs> and so that jumping forward, um, when I was 11, I sang a solo in the middle school choir. And then people said to my parents, well, what are you going to do? She's talented. And my mom took me to a neighbor who was an incredible singer. She She's now 100 years old. And if you heard her sing today, you, you, you can't believe her age. And uh, she did the voice of Ava Gardner. She dubbed the voice of Ava Gardner in the MGM movie Showboat. She dubbed for Lucille Ball. And um, she was an incredible singer. And she took me on at age 11 and said, basically, start you with half an hour. And then it turned quickly into 45 minutes and then twice a week. And there, there we were, so. And so what, uh, maybe some of the most influential moments for you as um, in your career as whether it was Broadway performer or opera singer, um, what are some things that just spark uh, in your memory that, wow, that was really amazing that I got to do that and with my voice and offering to others in that part of your career? Yeah, I think, first of all, just going into going to New York and knowing that uh, that was where I was supposed to be and then starting to audition and have doors open very quickly. I, the first role I did was Mary Magdalene in Jesus Christ Superstar and then a national tour of Showboat and then My Fair Lady on Broadway with Rex Harrison. And I was the youngest in the cast. And it was, I mean, it really was a dream come true. And I actually was on the alternate list for the part of the upstairs maid. And the one person that dropped out of the cast was that role. And so I was in. And we toured the United States. We went to seven cities and then came back and played at the Gershwin Theater in New York. And it was, you know, for a young person, it was, it was incredible. It was just an incredible experience. And Rex Harrison got to come to our, our house in Los Angeles for lunch and it just, we made so many beautiful memories on that tour. So I think that, and then as I transitioned into classical music, I returned to more education at the Juilliard School. And then I, I took off to Europe and it also happened pretty fast. So it was, it was clear for me that this was my path and, you know, just having the the courage to say yes, even though there was so much that was unknown. I think one situation that really sticks out was um, I began to be known as the jump in queen, meaning that when somebody was ill, I would get a call and then I would, you know, pack my suitcase and go jump into that production wherever it was in Europe. And, you know, you could pop on trains and be somewhere quite quickly. So there was one situation, it was a New Year's Eve concert and um, the soprano canceled at the last minute and they asked me to jump in. And I'll just never forget that situation of standing on the stage of the Munich Philharmonic sold out 3000 seat theater and just knowing, okay, ground yourself and be present and let everything that I've done in my life just come through me. There was no time to 
think about, um, you know, did I remember the words to the arias and anything like that? And just this feeling that I'll always recall now of embodiment, standing on that stage and letting music, let my, letting myself be um, a sacred vessel of music. So later that when I came to the bowls, I recognized that first we are the instruments, we, we are the vessel, we are the a transformational sound. It's actually us and then everything else gets amplified through us. And because I had so many long years in, um, in a profession singing in big houses, big theaters with 100 piece orchestras and having to project my voice over that, you learn how to anchor in that embodied feeling of, of being sound vibration. Yeah, that's a beautiful crossover between, you know, the therapeutic use of sound or high vibrational music, and that you were already finding center, finding a way to be grounded um, prior to getting into what, you know, what you're doing now. Um, what else uh, do you think is a crossover? Was there any sense of um, a spiritual element in your early career of singing or or those moments where it felt like it was a hum humanitarian offering or anything like that, rather than a performer or how perfect can I sing? Was there, you know, was there magic in it as well? Totally. I mean, my one teacher really taught me that nothing vibrates here. No, nothing vibrates there. So for, for me to listen to myself and be in judgment and going after that perfection all the time, it just, it wasn't about that. It was about how do I come to the, to the core of me? How do I come to my vibrational signature? How do I, how do I allow my heart to be opened and to project that frequency of love, no matter what I was singing? So I think always singing was a spiritual experience for me, no matter, no matter what it was that I was singing. Um, it's just something when you feel the power of the sound, that's actually you and, um, now I can define it to you. I can say, okay, chakra 10, my legacy chakra, or my deeply rooting chakra was grounded so that I could really embody the sound and the upper chakras were open, allowing the light to pour in. But music's always been, um, you know, especially then transitioning from uh, Broadway music to classical music, where I was singing in French and German and Italian, Spanish, uh, Czech. Um, and you know, how does that connect the human hearts? That music really is that universal language, whether now I'm playing bowls and I play them as musical instruments or whether then I was singing, you know, the Marriage of Figaro or uh, Tosca or whatever it was in whatever language, that's the language that connects us. It's, it's beyond understanding, it's beyond the mind. Music has the ability to quiet our mind and to take us into that that place of the sublime, that place where there's, it's ineffable. Right, oh, that's so beautiful. And what sparked you to get into the therapeutic use of sound? Uh, you know, I know that you had a major experience in your life um, and that you were dealing with grief. I do wonder if crystal bowls, had you experienced them before this, or what exactly was the order that, that sparked the shift in your life? So I first heard the crystal bowls 15 years ago. 
and uh, was living in Germany. I was running a kids foundation and had a, an incredibly active career. So I was on the road and full life in music. I was also teaching at um, the conservatory in Munich and just also the teaching. And that's something that I really love to do to help people to activate their own personal alchemy, which I call it now, or their own personal vibrational signature, because nobody's voice is the same as someone else's. And this is really important to know that we each come in with our light, with our radiance, and it's important to understand how do I, how do I unlock that? How do I open that? How do I free that? How do I ground it? How do I make it um, a natural expression of myself? So those aspects were really important. And when I first heard the bulls, I, I just fell in love with them. I, I felt like this was a sound that every cell of me knew. There was some kind of, you know, and I've heard so much great music in my life, but when I heard the sound of the bulls, there was something so exquisite and so pure about the sounds. And it reminded me of something I knew on a deep cellular level that was an ancient, you know, an ancient remembering. And so I was with my mom and I, I bought a set of seven bowls, one for each of the chakras. And I brought them back to Germany and started using them with my family, with my students, with the kids and the kids foundation and with uh, friends. And they were more just an instrument to explore because I found the sound was so beautiful. Now I can say to you that I understand now that the sound was so pure that in those moments, it's, the thinking mind so it, it just quieted the thinking mind and allowed me to drop down into my soul or into the the essence of myself and really hear and experience the wisdom of my gut the wisdom of my heart and not just this you know chattering so um, as I started to share them my son was seven at the time and he loved the bowls so he'd say mommy bring me to bed with my sound blanket and sometimes he would lay on the floor next to his bed and I would place the bowls around his body and play or he'd put a bowl on his belly and he'd go mommy and like the vibrations they're so they're tickling me so he loved those bowls and um you know different students would have blockages as we were working on their voices and so i would say choose a particular bowl and then i would have them what we call entrain or tone with the bowl match the bowl's sound and that blockage would disappear and so you know at that point i was full a musician I was not trained as a sound healer in any way but it was like whoa there's incredible power or I remember one student who just said I don't know how to put it in words but there's like a bitterness inside me that just completely melted you know so people would be having these experiences of transformation simply through the sound and for example um, if there was a certain blockage in the, their range then they might use that particular bowl. I'm thinking of one girl that used a D bowl. Okay, so that's the sacral chakra, but we were talking about the D that's up here, the higher D that takes you into the higher voice. Um, that bowl just completely opened that part of her range and bingo, she was in there and, and singing with her full expression. So that alone for me was like, hmm, this is, this is really interesting. Um, and then I guess when my son was just turning 13, his name is Dylan, and um, he participated in something called Jugend Musiziert. So it's um, a, con a contest that's held every year in Germany to bring music into for the youth. 
And every year there was different um, categories. So it was piano or guitar or flute or saxophone or harper. And he entered in um, musical theater. So he had to prepare a program of five songs and a choreography and a monologue. And he made it to the semifinals. And a lot of the kids in the Kids Foundation would also enter the contest because it was it was just good. It was something fun that we all did together. And I helped prepare their programs. And it was creative. And music always brought so much joy. I think that's, you know, music, again, it just takes us beyond anything else and lands us in this vibration of joy. And so he, he Dylan comes in the room and he goes, Mom, 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 my voice. And his voice had started to shift. And so I talked with a couple of uh, other colleagues and they said, hey, you know, if his voice stays open and you can keep him grounded and relaxed, he can sing through his vo voice change. It's not a problem. So we did just that. And then both of us said, let's use the bowls. So um, he, there was three bowls that he really loved. One was a little green uh, emerald, which was here at the third eye. One was a, a little yellow citrine, which was a G note at the throat chakra. And one was a D note, um, an ocean gold that he really loved. So his favorite was the G, the citrine. And now, as I look back and know what I know, um, throat chakra, citrine, your personal power, your courage, strength of will, um, and just the ability to have the power of a thousand suns in your belly, right? And he just, he just worked with those bowls and his voice stayed open. We lowered all, the, all of his keys so he could keep um, grounding himself down. But when it came time to do the performance, he stood up and he said, my name is Dylan. And since one week, I'm no longer a soprano. And I mean, he had a great sense of humor, but to stand up in that situation and make a joke like that uh, in Germany, where it's, you know, it's, it's pretty serious. Um, it was amazing. It blew my mind that he could be that confident and really confident and full of this um, self-esteem and personal power in a time when he was so vulnerable. And so he had a very, uh, besides his childhood, he had a very personal experience using the singing bowls that then after, you know, fast forward, so he, he passed away um, at age 19. So after he died, I began to go through, I mean, it's just, you know, it's something that no parent should ever have to go through, but it's something that we, you know, we talk about that when, when you lose a parent, you lose your past. And when you lose a partner, you lose your present. But when you lose a child, you lose your future. And, you know, on the night that he died, I, I walked down to the beach. I live in Southern Cal and um, was with a very dear friend who had known Dylan from those times from Germany since he was a little boy. And we were silent and we both looked up at the sky, just watching the stars. And there was this huge shooting star that seemed to begin over my family home and cross the Los Angeles basin and land in the mountains behind LA. And it was both of us, both Peter and me, we both heard like this whoosh. And I could hear Dylan's voice, mom, mom, you know, and I mean, I'm frozen in grief. It's like we always talked about, I'm home, I'm with God. Because we used to, you know, say our prayers together and I'd lead him in a little meditation with the bowls and we'd lead him through colors. And, you know, again, I wasn't that into the chakra system and all that kind of stuff at that point, but there was his voice loud and clear. And it was just like, and that was the beginning for me of um, an opening to understand, A, that we are eternal beings, 
that we're made of energy, sound, vibration, and light. That's who we are. And that energy gets compressed and compressed into human form. Um, and that this was a connection that knew no time and no space. And it was through vibration. And of course, for both of us, music was our language. You know, whether he could speak, he was he could speak Spanish and German and English. And, you know, we lived in that language. He traveled with me when I was singing all over Europe as an opera singer. So he experienced all these different countries and um, that was our language. And there it was, you know, totally unexpected. And then it continued to unfold with all kinds of signs and communications and beams of light and um, just messages. And when I would land deep in grief, I couldn't find him so there were times where it was just like oh my gosh like where are you and there was that kind of panic like what will I get through this and what is happening and then there were times where I could elevate my my frequency and he would be very accessible and there was one moment probably five months in where I'm sitting in the kitchen and he goes mom <laughs> call the bull dudes we're going to be doing sound healing and I'm like oh god son you know we had this kind of relationship he was very very funny uh big he was six foot three and 230 pounds football player uh ski racer mom call the bull dudes we're going to be doing sound healing and I was like son leave me alone I'm grieving you leave me alone and it, it was consistent it was consistent and insistent um it went on for two days and it was just like mom call the bull dudes and so that's what I eventually did. I called Crystal Tones and I spoke with one of the owners and I said, I'm a mom in grief and I'm a musician. And my son is telling me, you know, to move forward with something. And I own seven bowls. We, you know, he loved those bowls and that's how it began. And so I, I chose 11 bowls and I chose them on strictly the alchemy. So, you know, we talk about in sound healing that um, especially with the crystal alchemy singing bowls that we're working on all kinds of subtle levels. So you've got the size of the bowl, which determines, is it grounding, centering, or accelerating? Then you've got the tuning of the bowl. Is it 440 music today? Is it 432 uh, more connection to the earth? Is it 528, this higher frequency that we talk about um, unconditional love? Um, and what about the notes? Do the notes play in the key of F? Are the notes in the key of C? Are they in the endocrine system? What, what, what is it that we have? And so there's just so much to explore with, with the bowls and where we're going to go. So I started this journey and I chose by alchemy. And the alchemies that I chose were what I thought would help really connect me to Dylan. So I chose selenite, which is grounded white light. I chose celestite, connection to the heavenly realms. I chose charcoal for any clearing of toxic toxicity, negativity, uh, um, purification. I chose rose quartz for the heart. And when those bowls came, I sat down with the selenite and it happened to be a G sharp, which is working on on the throat, on the metabolism and started to play that. And I just started weeping and keening and groaning like I could not do in the talk therapy. I was in six hours of talk therapy a week, just trying to figure out what the heck happened. What happened to my boy? What happened to me? What's gonna happen to life? And uh, of course it was helpful in some way, but something happened with 
that selenite bowl that just I began to be able to feel and express feelings that I had deemed they're unspeakable, they're unfeelable. I can't go in that grief. And, you know, some of the doctors advised me to go on antidepressants and it was like, why? If I take an antidepressant, I will numb myself out and I'll never be able to land in the grief and process it and feel it and allow it to heal. So suddenly there I was with these bowls and with the selenite bowl that um, just seemed to bring light. It seemed to bring a safety and somehow I don't know how to express it, but there was a misty white substance in the room. So it was as if he was guiding me how to use the bowl and just, I mean, it was explosive what, what happened that first session. And then I'll never forget that I got up from playing the bowls and I went to wash my face in the bathroom and I saw there was light in my eyes. And it was like, okay, this kid has got a journey with me. And there's something happening here with sound that I just, you know, I'm laughing now, but I mean, it wasn't funny at the point at, at then, but it was just like, there's light in my eyes. There's light in my eyes, something happened. And that was really the beginning of, okay, where are we gonna go? Show me. And, um, you know, I mean, grief is a, it's a process for all of us, whether it's a, a trauma, we're processing um, an illness, whatever it is, it's there's, and I'll say it always about the bulls, there's no one size fits all, everybody has to go through it in their own way and their own timing. And uh, with tenderness, like it's, you know, it's big. And um, yeah, it just opened up this path that changed everything. And there were times where I would lay in bed and go, I'm not getting out. There's no reason to get out. And then I finally said to myself, if you don't do something, you're never going to get out of your bed. So I called the cancer support community, which is a wonderful national organization um, where they offer alternative methods of healing and you know, from yoga, gongs. Um, at that point, they had not done anything with crystal bowls. And I offered to lead meditations for them. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never led a formal meditation, but that's what I knew I needed to do. And Dylan was like, you know, come on, mom, we got to get you out of your bed and out of the house. And that's really how it started. And playing bowls for people in that situation in their lives. So it's, you know, family members and the patients themselves was also life-changing. And I recognized that I could sit in that group of people and they would understand what grief was. And there was the safety that we created. And the bottom line was that the sound connected us through our hearts and there was love. That's what I can say the essence of all those sessions were is that it brought all of us always to that vibrational frequency of love, unconditional love. And that is somehow for me, that is where healing happens. We need that element for healing to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the connection brings that love, brings that joy, brings that light. And, and for you, you were guided by so many synchronicities, so many messages, and also kind of pushed to take the leap to, to offer that to others and, and to bring that light to others. Um, 
You mentioned a couple of things that I actually, I would love to hear your input on this. Now, um, there's 432, there's 440, there's selenite, there's this, there's that. Now, for someone just getting into this field and they're seeing your beautiful crystal bowls, how would they know where to begin? What do you recommend for someone that's trying to find their bowl, their song, their light using vibration? Where should they start? Great question. So I do consultations and it's such a joy for me to see you face to face. So we do them on zoom because I have clients that are all over the world and you know, there's basic questions that I ask and we go forward and they hear different bowls and you know, if that resonates with you and you know, it's, it really is one of my biggest joys to build sets for people that are individually curated. And in the end, they need to feel like they are um, an extension and expression of you or that they hold a sacred space for you to then keep expressing all the, all the parts of yourself. So I can never say to somebody, hey, you need to start with a rose quartz bowl um, because it just, it doesn't work that way. And what's interesting is that somebody may say to me, I'm, I'm you know, a victim of trauma from my childhood. And um, I may ask them, where do you feel it in your body? And they say, uh, my heart, my heart is really wounded. And then we'll start working and I'll play with the bowls, but the root chakra is what they really respond to. Well, the initial wounding may have happened in the root chakra, but they feel it in the heart. And so it's so important that we understand what I mentioned before. It's the alchemy, it's the tuning, it's the note, it's the size of the bowl, is it, you know, um, all that plays a, a big role. And then I mean, I could go on in, in a lot of depth about it, which is why I'm teaching these one, two, three levels of 32 hours of training. There's so much, and it's really finding what resonates with me. Of course, for many people, it also has to do with your budget. You know, the bowls um, are exquisite. They're made of uh, gemstones. They're made of minerals. They're made of precious metals, such as gold. Um, so what is your comfortable budget? And then we go from there. Certain alchemies are less, you know, a ruby is an, or an emerald is um, more expensive than a salt bowl. You know, so we'll work and find what, what fits you, what matches you, what are you able to comfortably afford and what do you want to do with it in the world? Do, is it just for you? Is it for your family? Is it for just sharing in small circles? Um, or do you want to work with veterans? Do you want to work with children? Um, there's so many questions to explore. Um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, you know, you know, that is a great answer. And also the point that so many people are getting into using sound for health and wellness right now. It's really a blossoming field, but you, it is so limitless, isn't it? I mean, uh, the only question is, who do you want to help? And that in itself is limitless because there there is such a need. Um, so people following that, they'll, they'll find that they're, they're special way. There can never be too many sound workers, in my opinion. <laughs> well, and also, you know, as we heal ourselves, we heal the planet. So, I mean, as I raise my own vibrational frequency, I always teach because um, some things that my mom would say or do like would so trigger me. And after playing the bowls for a period of time, she can say and do anything. I just feel love for her at all times, you know? So as we work on ourselves, which is really important, um, we begin to up level and then we're actually having an effect on our environment and the people around us. And 
that just amplifies further and further and further. So. Absolutely. Just radiates outwards. Yeah. You mentioned briefly uh, about your trainings. So we kind of skipped a little bit about everything that your path has become. What are some of your offerings uh, that, that you have now uh, for people that are curious and wanting to learn more? So first of all, um, there's three levels of training, level one, level two, and level three. And because of my, and they're each 32 hours, um, they have been virtual the last three years and very, very effective. I mean, really life-changing. And we've built a community of the sacred science of sound. So there's over 200 graduates all around the world. And um, there is a support circle every month that is part of the training so that we can continue to share. And because people are doing incredible things just really incredible things and discovering incredible things. And so the trainings are that, a level one, a level two, and a level three. And because of my background, um, the exercises are super creative. I always laugh because one of the um, students was a, a well-known therapist and she was like, you know, truly I didn't know what I could expect in 32 hours. Like basically, you know, you just tap the bowl and then you tap it over here and then you swirl it this way and swirl it that way. Like what else, you know, what else is there really to learn? But um, there is so much to learn about the science of sound, about music theory, about uh, the history of sound healing itself, about uh, there's a section in the trainings on your authentic voice again, because always coming back to, I've got to be the grounded embodied instrument first, or um, I'm always doing something outside of myself. We want to continue also to have sound be something that nourishes you as you're serving others with it, right? It's a, it's, a, it's music. It's a giving and it's a receiving at all times. Um, so that's included. And then they graduate with doing a, a public sound bath, whether it's online. And now, of course, this year we're starting with some in-person events, again, in-person trainings, which I'm looking forward to. Um, and then this is something super fun. So you guys get to preview this. This is... Um, an al uh, a, a crystal sound healing oracle deck that I've created and it's releasing May 2nd. It's already available on Amazon as a pre-order. And uh, it's, you know, it came out of the desire to, there's a little guidebook in there and um, all the cards, there's 48 cards. And um, what's so fun is that each of the each of the cards has a QR code. So it takes you to a recording of the bowl itself. So there's uh, 44 single bowls and four sets. So the idea for me, again, this, this came also from Dylan. It was like, mom, we gotta make a card deck. And I'm like, son, I'm busy, <laughs> leave me alone. Mom, the card deck needs to be made now. And so, you know, the team, we acted upon it and created it and Hay House was, great to take it so it's um we're excited that it's the first of its kind interactive integrative um card deck there's alchemy mantras and meditations and you can listen to the bulls so that's that is really exciting that yeah. is really exciting very cool to hear yeah. about yeah I'm, uh, uh, I'm writing a book so that's going to be published at the end of the year also with hay house and um yeah, we're in edits right now. So that's exciting. Just, you know, what is this field that we're talking about? It's now, you know, there's been different names for it, sound therapy, um, sound healing. Now we're naming a lot of things, music, medicine. And 
you know, it's exciting that it's being used in hospitals, the stuff with the cancer patients. Um, I play for hospice um, for the veterans. Some of the students are doing programs with veterans, um, with children. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And people are recognizing that it's not the best solution in all situations to take a pill. It's just not because we got to be able to come in and feel what's inside us in order to really heal it, you know, to transform it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we have a um, YouTube channel that was started some years ago that has a very large uh, free library. That was another thing that Dylan was like, mom, we gotta make sure that this kind of music is available to anybody all around the world that can get an internet connection, you know? And so it's also a big joy for me to create music and to create um, the videos and meditations we, we created. Um, two two-hour loops. One is for your endocrine system. So one is for balancing the body chemistry and one is for the chakra system, just balancing the energy centers of the body. And they're two hours each. So you can play them in the background while working, cooking, hanging out, exercising, whatever. So the, the point really for, for both Dylan and me together on this kind of life path is um, how do we bring sacred sound out in the world? How do we help people to become their own healers, you know, to take their health in their own hands and work with the core of who they are. Wow. Well, that's, I'm very excited for you for all that you have uh, coming this year. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing year as well as, um, you know, all the people that you are helping uh, dreaming forth the new, right? A, a lot of this is about resetting and 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 dreaming uh, uh, that things can be better than we can even imagine. So I, I know you spark that in so many people. So thank you for your work and all that you offer. And um, you have very beautiful bowls behind you. And I know that you're going to offer us a bit of sound. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you have there. And we'll go into the sound meditation. Sure. So there's one other thing that um, also Dylan inspired two years ago, mom, we got to do an app. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, son, please. But um, <laughs> we have created an app. We're almost ready to launch um, called this. It's the sacred science of sound app called source. And again, the idea was where does quantum science, bioenergetics, the crystalline instruments and the healing power of music, where do they intersect? And what does that have to do with you? What does it have to do with me? And how can we integrate that in our lives? You know, can it be helpful for children? Can it be helpful for teenagers? Can it be helpful for the elderly, um, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, everything? Yes, 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 yes. Because music medicine is, it's something that we've known since the beginning of time, right? So that's coming out soon. And it's going to be a combination of like meditations, like what I'll play you now, um, science. So there'll be uh, science and researchers uh, speaking to different subjects. Um, there's sacred movement. So I'm pretty excited. And we called certain things healing vibrations. And um, in any case, Source the app will be coming out uh, probably in the next two months. So we'll see. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So the set that I chose for today is... Um, well, it's one of my favorite current sets. It's um, what we call an endocrine system set. So that means that it's based on the five black notes on the piano. 
C sharp, D sharp, F sharp, G sharp, and A sharp. But what makes this set really unique is that we've got the lower D sharp, the middle octave D sharp, and the high octave D sharp. So um, you'll you'll feel different layers that will be grounding to you, centering to you, and expansive. Um, then in the set are two pretty profound binaural beats, and one of the binaural beats is here, and one is down at the adrenal's pancreas. So one is down in the area of the body between chakra two and three, where we where we go into fight or flight, where there's cortisol produced. So the set is really about, uh, I mean, I could talk to you for an hour about the set. <laughs> so um, the alchemies are, um, there's Andara, which is a volcanic stone that purifies anything not of loving presence. Um, there's black tourmaline, which is a really strong protector and a, um, yeah, it's just, it's a very powerful, powerful stone. There's, um, what else is in there? There's Tibetan quartz copper, which is activating chakra 11, the electric body. Um, there's frankincense, which brings in a, a, an ancient spiritual quality, pink or gold, which also activates um, the high brain centers, the heart and this uh, devotional aspect of love. So there's like all these layers in this set of um, what I call it creates an alchemical soup. Um, so it's like, okay, let's um, season this up and make it super tasty. And then each person is going to have their unique experience with it. And that's what's really important is that as there, there is an intention set for balancing the body chemistry now with that endocrine set, but it's going to, you'll have a different response to it than, than our listeners. You know, it's, everyone's going to have a very personalized response to the set. Wonderful. Well, whenever you're ready, let's experience it. Thank you. So the center of the set is this divine feng shui bowl. So, and that's about harmony and balance in everything within us, within our home, within our communities, within our countries, within the world. So this bowl is at the center of it. There's a divine St. Germain that's also bringing in this energy of transformation and transmutation. So away we go. So I'll invite you if you'd like to close your eyes and just begin by slowing down your breath. Allow your breath to land deep in your body, deep in your belly. You can gently squeeze Mula Bandha, meaning the muscles of your pelvis floor, so that you feel a rootedness. Because we want to work with the energies that are deeply grounding, that bring you home, and that open and expand you. deep breaths and I invite you to set an intention for yourself
allowing that intention to land in your heart, creating sacred space.
gently, tenderly returning from where you've been, wiggling your fingers and your toes. palms of your hands together, rubbing them to generate heat. Feeling your electric body, the pure energy of light and sound that you are made of. Gently allowing your hands to stroke through your scalp. Tenderly caressing your face. And gently begin to pat your chest, your upper arms, your wrists. Moving down your belly your central channel, feeling that line of energy, that flow. That flow that is you as you gently tap your lower abdomen, your hips, your thighs. And when you're ready, opening your eyes, big stretch. Welcoming back in this new up-leveled vibrational frequency that is you. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. <laughs> amazing, amazing bowls and, and gift and offering to everyone and I encourage those of you uh, listening or watching back, feel free to comment about your experience that you just had. If you'd like to share anything, that's the beautiful thing about this is the light, the love, the vibration goes exactly where it needs to. So everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different. So please feel free to share. For me, it was this amazing um, vertical pillar of light. So I really felt a strong core and kind of an opening up, 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 and then going down my trunk and a horizontal pillar of light, I guess, yeah, through my solar and, and um, sacral going, going horizontally. So this amazing kind of uh, crossover that was happening right in my core, it was really, really magic. So thank you for that gift from my experience and for everybody else that um, just had their own experiences from your, your light and love as well. So thank you. I'm just curious. So the binaural beats, there were two sets of binaural beats that were playing incredibly intense. Like they just, they didn't want to stop. So that's about balancing your right and left brain hemisphere. I'm just curious, how did you experience that? Did you experience the uh, I think my eyes, I started to get the kind of rapid eye movement. Um, and that's actually when I really let go, my mind really let go of thought at that point. And I just kind of was floating somewhere <laughs> during that. Yeah. 
beautiful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's important that you drink water. Just make sure that you continue to flood your body with water because um, the sound will continue to work um, right. sometimes days afterwards. But you may find that the binaural beats bring a kind of clarity or a focus or um, new awareness. Yeah. For having me. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited for you. Congratulations, everything that you have coming up and coming out this year. And thank you so much to, uh, you know, for everything that you offer, um, not only the, the sound field, but the world, humanity. Thank you for the gift that is you. Thank you. Ditto, ditto, ditto. <laughs> blessings of light to you and to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sounds Heal Podcast, sponsored by the Ohm Shop and Spa. And keep up to date with what's coming up next at soundshealstudio.com. Check things out on Facebook at Sounds Heal Studio. And you can listen to all previous podcasts as well as music meditations on the YouTube channel at Sounds Heal Studio. Be well and stay tuned. <laughs>